Thanks for tuning in to Spraymakers, the podcast that dives deep into the world of slalom with Rossi and Trent. The guys finish discussing their progress pyramids, the hierarchy of their base fundamentals. Trent focuses on acceleration, and Rossi discusses the idea of attack and flow. The top of the pyramid for me is, is, is I just call it acceleration. And, and, and the component of acceleration I'm talking about is getting your ski moving faster than your body. Um, and you know, you watch some ski, like just think about, you know, you watch some skiers and some skiers seem to just have this zip through the center of the wakes. Um, they never pull past the center line unless something has gone awry. Um, they always just look fast and light and so natural at the edge change. And then there's skiers who are also among the top in the world that just, they, they, they don't routinely have that center line transition. Um, and they just look slower. They look, you know, heavier, slower, however it is. And it's, to me, this is like the final, like the, maybe like the final 5%, you know, it's, 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 it's incredibly important because it's what's, you know, it's, it's what separates the best of the best of the best from, from, you know, the people that are just awful close. And that, that, and that's, this isn't just talking about 41 because this applies to, you know, to everyone, it's like, you know, the, the guy that runs 35, he's doing some shade of this. And, and so, so what I'm talking about, and, and you can, and I, I think you're, you know, you can say it in a lot of different ways, but, but the person that gets their ski moving faster than their body is the person that's able to move forward into and through the load. Um, versus the person that's just going to be another way I've heard people to say it is is static load versus dynamic load meaning are you moving through the load or are you just throwing your hips up and just freezing just just doing everything you can to not lose that position um so and again like like how I've structured this in my mind and we talked about it in the previous episodes in order for you to be able to move forward through the load the second tier needed to be good, meaning you needed to have good speed and spacing because if the boat is racing away from, from you as you're trying to finish the turn and it, and the boat picks you up or starts to apply pressure to the rope before you've gone far enough through the turn to get to get balanced behind the rope, you're going to have to throw your hips up to, to, to brace or to block the load. Um, and then go down, down one more tier, just proper stance if you're going to be able to move forward through the load or have your your weight or your hips slightly ahead of your ankles you're going to have to have perfect or or really really good stance and structure too meaning stack or body position it's the easiest way to say it so that's how this for me this this feeds upward so what what is that and like do you does that are you seeing a picture in your head rossi of these two skiers i'm talking about the one that moves forward or 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 moves through the load versus the one that that doesn't or the one that has their hips ahead of their ankles through the load or the one that has their hips behind their ankles through the load do you see those those two skiers i'm thinking you know in my mind first of all uh yes i'm here and i'm i'm on the podcast <laughs> sorry <but laughs> we're uh, four minutes 32 seconds in and yes I'm, yes i am i'm here it's not a tre- it's not just a trend today i'm i'm here this aspect just i just like <laughs> i get so excited about this part i love I it like <laughs> but yeah, do you see those two skiers? And they're both phenomenal skiers. But you you see that 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 dynamic? If I'm thinking dynamic, and I'm thinking you know flowing behind the boat, and I'm th- I'm thinking there, my, yes. my my vision, I'm seeing a I'm seeing a Terry Winter. 
You know what I mean? Like I'm seeing, yeah. I'm seeing, well, I'm seeing you obviously. I mean, duh. And then for a minute there, I thought, oh, I thought, I, I thought you were maybe describing me, but then I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm the second guy. But uh, no, you're the flow guy, <laughs> though, right? Like know, when this, this is the, this is when people talk about, you know, like they're just so flowy. Like it's, it's something that, that, uh, you know, I've heard people say all the time, this is what they're talking about. Right. And I think that's a good way because I do, when I'm listening to you, I know what you're saying. I still think that we got to continue to, we need to continue to paint that picture of what our mm -hmm. listeners are are really picking up okay. what they're missing yes you know i am seeing a little bit of like the 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 picture i was thinking of when you were talking about skier b that is not dynamic um is like all on all off type of skier yes. maybe for sure you know because that because that person is going to have to pull long right longer so then thus the all off right? and then you have to go all separated off. right yeah, they're right. going to get separated and they're going to get tip. So, like, if you're just going to go in this one, if you're just going to go, what are the mechanics of it? Like, okay, your your entire body and ski are that you're going to get acceleration due to the oppositional path to the boat, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like the boat's going straight down the lake, you're going across the lake. So, the boat, you're going to get swing acceleration through that component, right? But the person that can control when that edge change happens is the person that can get their, their ski moving faster than their body. So if you're just going to go like just simple, you know, just the principles of movement, when you're, when your mass leads your base. So we, we just want to say like when your body leads your ankles, your base, your ski will accelerate as soon as you stop leading it, you know, and it's the same, it's the same way. Like when you get on a bicycle and if you get up, over top of the bars, you know, your hips over top of the cranks or the pedals, and you start pushing or, 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 or rolling to the inside that your, your base, your, 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 your tires, your bike are, is going to accelerate and come back underneath you. And you start getting that swing and, and you know how with that momentum, if you were on a smooth surface with minimal friction, you could go and go and go and go until you just got tired of doing it. You would never have to, to crank because you're actually, you're, you're, your body's movement is making your your base accelerate, and the and the same thing happens to your ski. It happens to everything to a skateboard. It happens it happens when you're walking, but friction and gravity require you to physically move your foot to catch yourself. Okay, but if you were on ice skates, that movement, you know, there's very little friction on on, on ice skates, so you don't have to pick your foot up. So you could just again back to you could get that back to the sorry yeah. back to the bike. I think the bike is, yes. I, I want to answer this for our listeners because I'm also, you know, you and I have not necessarily talked about this offline. So this is, this is like, so I'm, I'm conceptualizing what you're saying. I, I think of things differently. So this is great. This is challenging me to, to, to get to where you're at with this, but essentially if no acceleration were to happen, the bike and you would just be biking straight down and you'd be doing all the work with your legs. Is that what you're basically yes. saying? And then, yeah, for sure. And then as you start to like, when I ride a bike and I'm riding on a flat road or maybe a slight downhill road, I start to ski, I start to bike a slalom course. And what you're saying mm -hmm. is you can you can allow your body to the inside, then the the bike comes through, and then that energy that you create as the bike yep. comes underneath you back to center, it's actually going faster than you are. Thus, it will go out yes. to the other side. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure, okay. for sure. And then you could with that with that with that acceleration that you're creating, 
through that movement that and that momentum you could you could do that until you're tired of it without ever having to crank the pedals again you know again assuming that you're it's flat and there's not too much friction on the tires right so that's what you see when you see someone that just goes fast faster fastest through the center line fast right. faster fastest through the edge change that's what you're seeing the, and and because their body is the reference point you can see the ski accelerate right you can cuz you see it move faster than their body over and come underneath and move out to the other side versus the skier who just looks like everything's moving at one speed all the time heavy heavy heavier through the wakes da 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 a little bit static and then until they till they tip to the inside for the edge change wow so or yeah, even so, it, so so the same yeah. thing could be said like if i'm thinking if, if i'm thinking of a skier i was actually just thinking of a skier i was coaching on givego and what if the skier is coming into the wakes and then they jump off the wake and their body actually goes forward, but the ski stays where it is? Does that mean that the, there wasn't enough ski acceleration at that center line? Yeah, that, that's what it, without seeing it, that's what it, that's what it sounds Whoa. like to me. Yeah. Whoa. You know? Hey, that's cool. You got it. You, you, yeah, you want to get your ski going faster than your body. And, and again, to do that, you have to lead it. So, so if you were just going to be like, okay, what is that? And I, and this one's important to me. So I don't want to lose anybody because I know this is dry and, but all that really means is if you're like, how is it going to express itself through your body? Is it, you're going to feel the pressure on your toes. You're going to feel the pressure on your tip. You know, think of like, where are you, you know, going to think feel of that? The, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like coming, coming exit, like as you exit the turn. So everyone's, I shouldn't say everyone, but, but if you have a good turn, that's coming into the turn. That's where you feel the pressure. You're going to feel, you know, because your body moving forward and inside is what's going to make that ski turn. But where most people make, or why most people don't get this, this component of acceleration is because as the ski starts to speed up and come around the corner, they, they don't keep moving to stay in front of it. So the ski goes whoop around the corner, comes between them and the boat but it actually overtakes them a little bit and they end up with all their weight on their heels. Yeah. They pass. So, right. Yeah. So, so because again, you, you caused your ski to accelerate by leading it, you know, or, or getting on your toes mm -hmm. or, or moving towards the tip. But if you then stop moving, the ski is going to accelerate and come through. And then if you don't move forward again, or ideally, if you had, if you didn't continue to move forward, now you're going to be stuck static on your heels and you certainly might be in, in a perfectly stacked position, but now you're not going to, you're not using your, 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 your motion to get your ski moving faster than your body. So that's when you're going to be just kind of along for the ride and you might be powerful in your stack position, but if you're, if your weight is not moving forward, your ski is not going to accelerate independently faster than your body. So, and again, like you, it's, you, you might be in the perfect position in terms of, you know, um, like structural alignment or mechanical alignment, but your weight's just too far back. So th that's, it's, it's going to be a limiting factor, you know, and even like, you know, I can think of some of the best skiers in the world that can almost run 39 or run 39 on a good day. And if they're missing this, this is the difference between them and then that next person. Or, or it goes all the way down. The it goes, man, it goes all the way down. To, it applies to every different level. You know, I know people that can run twenty eight perfectly, but because they don't have a, a small component of this, they're 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 this they're routinely handcuffed to pulling long and, and losing direction. And and then other things have to be perfect. The turn has to be perfect, and there's no 
you know, there's just no, no wiggle room. So again, if you wanted to, and you can see this, like if, if visual, this is going to be, if you know what you're looking for, visually, you can find this when you're scrolling through all the different tournaments online and stuff. The person that, that isn't getting their ski moving faster than their body, like what you're going to see is typically you're going to see, again, even if their upper body is perfectly stacked, typically you're going to see their front leg, their femur is going to be perhaps perpendicular to the water. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Perhaps parallel to the water. You know, so you're going to see a, like a lot more sitting down. So, so their femur is going to be close to parallel to the water. And then there's going to be close to a 90 degree angle between femur, which is your thigh bone and, and their, and your spine. And, but again, even if they're, if their upper body is perfectly stacked, like just always just look like where, where are your hips in relation to your ankles? And if they're behind your ankles, your ski's not going to accelerate. If they're ahead of your ankles, you're going to be creating this potential for acceleration. Yes. I mean, I just got the, There's I just, a picture of it. Yeah. I mean, I just got the, the, I mean, uh, let's say athletic stance, right? Is athletic, yeah. is athletic stance sitting in a chair, trying to look like you're sitting in a chair? Yes. Cause that's the picture that you kind of painted when you're not doing it for me, you know, and yes, then, or, sure. or is it, and, and that's on sitting on a chair is on your heels with your hips back yeah. with your, you know, uh, femur parallel to the, to the water. Oh no. Yes. Yes. Parallel yes. to the yes. water. Yep. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and then, I, yeah, I, and I, then, I, you know, okay. And then look at athletic stance is more, um, weight on the balls of your feet, ready to be dynamic in any direction, like a, like a shortstop might be. Um, and your hips are going to be over your knees, over your toes. So yes. you're more in a, uh, you're more standing straight up and down, but in an athletic stance. So you're not peg leg yeah. straight, but you're ready to go in any dynamic movement. And I think that's really where, what you're unlocking when I'm really thinking about yeah. what you're saying, you're unlocking the ability to go from a static unbalanced attack position to a dynamic ready for anything, ready to pounce yeah. type of stance. Yeah. Yeah. And some people just find this, they find this really naturally because they're, you, you know, they, they have this sense of, of creating like what feels like momentum, right? You know, they're moving into, they're moving towards awake. And then, you know, and, and, and where, you know, when you were just, you know, talking about that, you know, your hips are behind your feet, but, it, and you are moving more towards a sitting stance, but that doesn't necessarily mean that your arms are away from your body and, and you look like the hips back guy. It's not that it, it's just everything is too far back, you know, because again, like you can, there's a lot of amazing skiers that, that never get their weight moving in the direction they want to go. And that's, that, that's all this is. It's, it's, are you able to move your weight in the direction you want to go? And mm -hmm. it's dependent upon, you know, it's dependent upon those bottom two tiers. Uh, are you in the, are you in an athletic strong stance one and two, are you running a high enough line on the boat that, that the boat isn't on you before your angle's set. Because again, that's the one that that really gets in the way for most people. They know that they want to have this, you know, chest up, this, this, this uh, you know, some kind of a stacked strong position. But if the boat is applying pressure to you before your angle is set or before your hips are back behind the rope, is what I'm really trying to say, then you're forced to go back with your upper body to try and sneak your hips underneath. And then now everything, now you're stuck on your tail, you know, versus 
having enough time and space that you can, once you start moving forward and you start to, to recognize the pressure on your toes and you start to feel your, your, your motion start to go back towards awake, are you, do you have enough time and space that you can pick up the load gradually while your hip, you know, after your hips are already in line with the rope and continue that, you know, continue that drive. Wow. You know, and again, it's just slow versus fast. And it's, it's, I think for a lot of people, it's that intangible, like it's that, why, like, why does, you know, why does this gear look like this? And I feel like this, like, how do you get that edge change? How do you, like, why does it, why does it look so, why does it look so effortless for some people? And, 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 and that's, I, you know, I think that's the, the final component for me. And that's why it, for me, it's the, it's the, it's the top tier. It's the last one. It's, and it's not the one that you don't need to worry about until 41. That's not it. But it's it's um, it's the last piece that you can plug in after the first two um, tiers are, are you know adequate. I think I think well a that was awesome. I mean I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm really fired up about uh, working through that, seeing it and understanding it. My final component to the, to finish off what you were talking about really for me is a couple of things. One we we're we're dependent upon a a rope to 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 go so unlike other sport most other sports that are not dependent upon some sort of pulling yeah. mechanism right so yes you can base your movements off of the rope or you can what trent is saying is we need to base our movements off of what is naturally accepted by gravity and sport and things and then utilize the rope as our slope so what i'm getting at here is yeah yes yeah good point as your slope that's cool way to say it right so so my my transition would be okay i started off thinking about this as a half pipe but i think that a lot of people aren't going to get that reference as well as let's think about this as a snow ski racer okay snow ski racer is going down the hill as they come into they come into a gate you know it's just we're watching the olympics you're watching downhill this guy's coming into this gate and the next move you see right when he wants to turn the ski is he falls backwards and twists his body to the inside what is going to happen he's actually his skis are going to go his skis are going to the the tails the the snow is going to move back on his skis the tails are going to wash through his tips are actually going to turn more than the desired angle towards the next gate. And to be honest, you know what he's going to do? He's going to end up getting pitched up and over his skis and down the slope. He's going to fall. He's going to end up falling to the inside because he didn't have a rope to base all of this motion on. But what does he do? Right. What he, what he does is what Trent's saying that, that we want as our staple move in in the course, which is he's going to lead with his body. Look at, uh, you know, I love watching Ted Ligety on his uh, Instagram page because holy cow can the way he moves his body and the, you know, all of the GoPro angles and all of the footage that he posts, you can really see his body is leading. If he's making a turn, that would be a two ball, a two ball turn or off the left side of the boat. You know, if he's making that turn, you can see his body falling what would be in and towards the boat and water skiing or down the hill in snow skiing. And then you can see the snow grab up on the front of the skis and pull underneath him. And then he's able to take that and do what you're talking about, be dynamic through that next move and flow into that next turn. 
hanging the turn and then drive in falling into it. So when we talk about dropping into turns and we talk about this, that's a dropping into a turn. If a person uh, falls back and rotates their in, inner shoulder backwards and hammers the turn, that's the antithesis of dropping in. You're actually dropping back and you're crashing onto the line. And then you're going to be in this tug of war battle where you can't actually be dynamic. You know, you can get really, really, really yeah. strong and make it look tiny bit dynamic, but it's not actually dynamic. So you don't get that outward punch, that outward projection that these dynamic skiers do. So ultimately what I'm getting from, from what I heard from you, Trent, is just that yeah. we need to, we need to learn to do our movements in the most physically, from a physics, uh, physics standpoint, the most physically physics correct you know physically yeah, correct yeah, yeah. See, I know what you're so yeah. that so that we can optimize our time on and off the boat to get what we need out of it yep and that's why and why is this last phase difficult is and you said it earlier um is because either we are too consumed with with the load or, or like you said, like skiing, you know, or using the rope, either we're, we're too consumed with that or we're forced to be consumed with using the rope because the rope's always honest. The rope's honest too soon. It's honest too soon. It's honest too soon. You know, and that, that's why this is difficult because, because one, you have to have a, you have to be in a position that, that you can manage the load without, without having to, 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 you know, address it or, 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 or move around to, to compensate for it. And, and then, and then two, you need to be running a line where, where the rope isn't on you constantly, mm -hmm. you know, um, cause it is a rope sport. It is a toad sport, but you, you, you need to, you, your ultimate goal is to be able to operate with the towing, not, 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 you know, not being consumed with the fact that the, that, that you are being towed. If you're always being you know, towed, it, it, you're it, not, it interrupts yeah. your movements. Yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yes. You you don't want the load of the rope to interrupt the movements that you're trying to make. That's, that's the easiest way to say it. So, so then for me, like just to wrap this up, like, cause I, cause I know this can be, this isn't difficult. It, it, conceptually, it's not difficult. Um, all you're looking for is that even through the load itself, like from, you know, as you, that second hand comes back on the handle, you want your momentum, you want your, your movement to continue towards your direction of travel that that's it that that you know and so if your weight's on your heels as you enter the load zone you know that your hips are behind your ankles if you feel the weight on your toes you know that you're moving forward and that's that's it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know as a especially as a right foot forward skier the best place to be able to practice this turning in for your gates yeah turning in for yeah. your gates there's no buoy there you, if you do all your setup right and you're up high on the boat and you, you know, you followed, you know, previous spray makers episodes and you're really understanding what we're trying to do on that point. You know, I, I was talking with my friend Nikos the other day from, uh, from Greece and he said, I finally got what you were talking about. I finally got it. He said that it took me 64 sets last year. Um, but it, the, but the light bulb went on. He's like, I get it. I'm actually falling into this. I'm, I'm, yeah. it's a, it's a movement. I'm falling, like dropping in, falling in. Like it is that sensation of like, <gasps> so just to go yeah, into yeah, it. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. It, that, that is actually why we call it that. 
Um, and then trying, I think that, I, I mean, I'm not trying to hijack what you were talking about. I think it was just no, no, more, no. I think this is about where you're at with, with where you were, you were. So, you know, yes. you know, the, in, the crazy interesting thing is when we started this, I was listening to you and I, I was like, wow, this is going to be so much different than what, where I'm going with this. So with your top tier, where my top tier of my pyramid, right? So what is my top tier? Well, my top tier, I call it attack slash flow or attack and flow. Maybe, maybe it's one, it's, it's kind of attack and flow. I want to leave this off by saying base tiers. This is my pyramid. Okay. And, and this is going to be, this is, and maybe a little bit of what Trent was, was alluding to that this is, this is my pyramid. My pyramid's an advanced pyramid. Okay. This is your, we're, we're, we're cluing you in on what's going on. I'm not saying that this needs to be your top pyramid and you as a listener may not be ready to be able to do my top of the pyramid, but understanding my top of the pyramid may help you to formulate your correct pyramid and also understand how much more there is for you to whatever we want to call it, evolve, learn, replicate, do. I mean, there's just a lot going on. So anyway, my, my top, my top, uh, my top of my pyramid is attack and flow. And you know, what is attack and flow? What is, I mean, thing is basically like if I've got my two base blocks, uh, strong and dialed in, right. Which mine are balance and energy. Right. So balance is mm-hmm. I'm standing over my ski properly. Energy is I'm creating and using energy in the proper manner in the course. And I'm able to basically create my swing that are my my rhythm, if you want to call it rhythm, if you don't like swing, whatever that is. If I'm creating all of those, um, then ultimately what I really am is just an extension of the handle and I'm over the right parts of my ski and I am connected to connected to the swing. So really the third block for me is just attack and flow, which basically means I'm not actually thinking very much. I'm just doing. Okay. So it's like, I'm connected to the boat in like this positive manner. And I'm like generating this energy that I'm able to harness and utilize. And then like, I don't, I don't even have to think I just do. So that's kind of like, for me, it's that, you know, maybe flow for people would be, you know, this common term of like being in the zone. Okay. But, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. you know, just, just being like, it's not like, oh, I need to have my inside shoulder up and I need to have my outside hand going back. And I need to make sure that I'm straightening my legs and I need to make sure that I'm, oh, where's my vision and what I'm, no, like I'm not doing any yeah. of that. Okay. So, you know, like I'm not thinking of anything because I'm on the line that I need to be on. I don't need to actually think of any of those things. Now we can get back to this in a minute because why am I able to not think of those things? Well, it's because I spent tens of thousands of hours on, on different things. Okay. So that now I have those things dialed in. So that's what I'm, I'm being honest with what the top of mine is. And so I think that's a really important thing to, to understand. But ultimately, my end result, the reason why I can call it attack is that I can be like aggressive with my moves or intentions because I have this balance and connection to the to the to the boat. 
And so, yes. you know, like, you know, I, I, I haven't had the time to listen to, uh, you know, Matt Rini's, uh, interview, uh, with Mateo yet, but ultimately Matt talks about wanting to turn on the backside of buoys, turn on the backside of buoys. And I, while I think that's an amazingly great idea and concept, you got to make sure that you do the work prior to, to be able to do that. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so yes, the end result is, uh, I can do exactly what Matt's talking about. I want to, I don't actually want to be turning on the backside of the buoy. I want to be done turning on the backside of the buoy and I want to be hooked up to the boat and accelerating from the backside of the buoy. That's, that's what I'm looking for. If I can accelerate from there closer to buoy width that you can start to accelerate, the longer you have to center line, uh, in distance. So you have more time to develop speed. I mean, that is basically, you're going to be able to develop more speed by center line. Thus you're running a faster, more up course line. That doesn't mean you're going to be wider. That doesn't mean you're going to be earlier. You're going to be on the ideal path. That's all we can ever do is just be on the handle path with the correct amount of speed and rhythm and timing. So I don't know, I guess that's a, that's kind of the beginning of what I, what I think about. And then, um, you know, at that point, like, how do I think about this? Like the execution of my turns is just a matter of natural understanding of like balance, right? Like of where I am. I don't, I don't, I don't have to, I, I can feel all these things. I think that's the thing that is so important in, in the general thing is like when you're not connected to that rope, you're, we called it, you know, and it's like hope and pray, like you're, you're not connected. So thus you have no support. The only thing you can do is just try to either use raw strength. Like if you're sitting in a chair and your pre-turn and the ropes loose, you're literally using back leg, hamstring, quad, all those muscles just to hold you there and hope that you can hold there and, and then maybe move to a position that is a, is a good choice for a turn, right? Like, so we, we just have to, we have to be, balance and understanding of where we are. I got lost in my thought there. Cause I was just like, I got lost on that, that thought. Right? <laughs> so but we're hoping it, we're hoping and we're praying to come straight. We're not connected to, to this line. So we're just going, we're just being projected straight towards the buoy. When people say they're narrow to a buoy, that's what for me it is. It's that you've, you've, yeah. you've gotten pulled to the inside with your upper body. You've disconnected from the rope. And now you're traveling at what would be a more direct line straight at the buoy where your ski is still going out when you hit the buoy, when you get to the buoy. And then now you still need to get the ski all the way turned and you need to get your body leading again, as Trent was talking about in his go. And that's a really difficult thing to do if you're it's basically impossible to do if you're inside Mm -hmm. the buoy going in and not on the right line, there's no way to move your body to the, you've already moved to the inside because you were, jer- yeah. you were pulled off of it off the edge change. So now the only move you have is to fall back and rotate the body to try to slam the ski between you and the, and the line. And like you said, there's even pros that are able to run this line fairly effectively. Um, and, um, I do think that upside is capped when you do that. But, uh, yep. but, uh, but it, but it's possible. So anyway, so mine is such a general thing. It's really just that I've done all the work to be able to 
to just not think and just do. So I've, yeah, I've got mine, yes. you know, just really, and, and, yeah, go ahead. But I think, it, I, I, but I think they're similar though in, in that, like, you know, it, cause you, cause you, you, you know, you also called it flow. And I, and I think that that's what that feeling of flow is, is you're just, you're just, you know, you've taken care of the, the nuts and bolts at the bottom, the mechanics, you know, like the, like the, the hard boxes that need to be checked. And then you just move and you move and you move and you move. And I think that's, that's why you look the way you do. And that's why, you know, other skiers that people want to emulate look the way they do is because you're calling it flow. And I think it's because you're able to just move the way, you know, that your body needs to move to get, to get the reaction out of the ski that you're looking for. Right. Yeah. You know, to stay on the line you're on, you know, and it's, and it's that it's, it's, it's movement. So it's, and when you don't feel that flow, it's because the boat is interrupting the process. Right. You know, either because you, you know, because there's a, there's a, there's a chink in your armor in terms of, you know, you weren't wide enough, fast enough off the start. So you you were at the, the mercy of the boat or, there's a breakdown in your in your mechanical structure, so now the load you're no longer able to use this load, which is the other component of acceleration. You know, there, there's something has interrupted your ability to move, and and again, it's it's that flow or that or I said it in a more you know structured kind of thought pattern, but it's that that flow is that intangible, you know, but it but. And that was the point of this episode. It doesn't have to be intangible. It's not. It, it's 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 your ability to move the way that that the the laws of, of of physics dictate you should be moving if the boat isn't creating all kinds of havoc for you. Right. You got to do you got to do the bottom blocks of your pyramid first to be able to th- unlock these upper levels. It's like, you don't just get to yeah. go to, you don't get to go to level three. You have to complete level one and complete level two with no cheat codes, right? You got, yes, you, yeah, yeah. there's no shiny objects. There's no, you know, you cannot cheat code this, you know? And, you know, I, I just think, think of your best passes you've ever run. And I don't care what level of skiing you're at. You get done that great pass and all you feel is elation. Like, you know, like from your core, you know, you just smoke that. Like that was perfect. That was perfect. Now I don't care. You, you know, you can video it and it'll be hammered and you'll say, I need to do this, this, and this. Don't ever do that. If you just had the run of your life, know you had the run of your life. And I guarantee you, you will not be able to pick apart all the things that you didn't do. Right. All you'll know is I did it. I, I, it was right. You are in the yep. zone. That's like, that's what I'm talking about when I talk about flow. You're in the zone. You're mm-hmm. not thinking you're doing, you're there. You know, I mean, it's like, it's a state of being. I think mo- like most people catch like a glimpse of this, like now and then, but at the greats, you know, these, the greats in water skiing, the greats in any sport, they are able to be there all the time. My big thing yeah. that I want to tell people is that why are they all, they're not special. There's, they are special, but they're not special. Okay. So there's, mm-hmm. there's a couple things to this. You know why they're there? Because they've done the work. It is plain and simple. Like you have to do the work. Like, like I can't answer for you how to be in the zone, but for me, like, I know that I've done the work leading up to these moments, right? Like that I picked yeah. apart every aspect of my on the water experience along with like all my off the water stuff. Like I need to know, like, I, I need to know it, not tell myself it. Does that make sense? Like, oh, I know it. No, I got to know that I know it, you know? And then, you know, it's just like, for me, I know I have to know, like, I've pushed harder. I've pushed myself, like, to the limit on every aspect of what I do. That's 
the pursuit of greatness, right? Like that's the pursuit. Uh, that's the pursuit of your passion. Like you gotta, you gotta be, you know, I'm, I'm pushing, I push myself in the gym. I push myself when I ride a bike, I push myself, you know, like for me, those are the keys to be able to get to in the zone. Like I need to have been there all the time. I need to strive for that. And I need to accept nothing more than that. And I always am learning and I'm always trying to find what's next. What's the new, what's that little thing, you know? And I think that's why that's the, this is the cream of the top of my deal is that when I've done my bottom blocks and I've done my stuff to the max, not meaning maximum effort. That's not necessarily it. It means to the, the mm-hmm. fullest understanding. If I've done those blocks at the bottom, my top block is just attack and flow because I've done the work. Now I get to go and have the fun, to be in the moment, to do what I love and to enjoy it. 